Welcome everyone. I'm Sue Barber, author, former IT director for a Fortune 500 company, turn executive coach, and this is the Visibility Factor podcast, where we explore how to raise your visibility and play bigger at work and in life. We'll explore key topics and welcome guests that help you shift your thinking about yourself so you can see new possibilities for your leadership. I'm on a mission to create a visibility movement for leaders to show their value and be seen for their true talent. Are you ready to take the next step towards a higher level of visibility for yourself? Let's go. The visibility factor is brought to you in part by the Choose Your Life Challenge. Do you feel like it's too late to do something new? You have a good life and your basic needs are met. You have a place to live, a job that provides enough, and friends and family to share it with. But it's all passing by so quickly, and it feels like you're running out of time to do the things you wanted to do. Join Danielle McCombs and Christy Allinger, co-hosts of the Opposite of Small Talk podcast, in a 30-day interactive experience that helps you to live a more intentional life. Through a combination of live sessions, video coaching, and digital social interaction, you will be guided through a series of ideas to explore your mindset and gain confidence to live the life you want. Sign up today by visiting theoppositeofsmalltalk.com forward slash challenge. Use promo code challenge4 for a 20% discount. That's theoppositeofsmalltalk.com forward slash challenge and promo code challenge4. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Visibility Factor podcast. This is Sue Barber, your host. I am thrilled today to have Gail Mariel here with me today. She is a former coworker, friend of mine from Kraft, and she has done some amazing things since she left Kraft. And I feel like we are kindred spirits. We are really caring about the same things, and I'm so excited to talk to her today, and I know you're going to learn a lot from her. Gail, welcome to the show. Thanks, Sue. So happy to be here. It's so exciting to, to actually reconnect with you again. I know. It's been so fun. So, Gail, I'm going to have you introduce yourself and and uh, then we'll get into some great conversation. Thank you, Sue. I am an IT project manager. I've been a project manager for many years. I am also a motivational speaker, author, and coach. I hold an MBA degree, also been recognized as one of the inspiring women in technology in 2021 by the Association of Telecom Mobility and IT Management Professionals. I love to inspire and empower women who are experiencing imposter syndrome to overcome their feelings of self-doubt and really have them redefine their success and see what they can and cannot control and take actionable items and regain their self-confidence. And I love the redefine success. Um, I think that is just such a, a really cool way to say it because it's very clear and I think everybody, you know, sometimes has their own stories about what success looks like for them. So at any point in any time, you get to redefine it for yourself. <laughs> so I love that. Oh, okay, so let's talk a little bit about um, some of the things that you've been doing. Uh, can we start with speaking? Because I am so impressed with what you've been doing there. Tell me a little bit about how that has happened for you. Thanks, Sue. I was in a role that required speaking in front of executive leadership. I started out in a new role and within two weeks of being in that role, had to be in front of executive leadership to present a project proposal. It, I totally bombed, <laughs> I totally bombed. 
You know what I was talking about, but I didn't, I wasn't able to build rapport with executive leadership at that, at that point in time that I was presenting. And my confidence was so low. I presented the material, but I had a lot of filler words. It really was obvious that I wasn't confident in what I was speaking and what I was presenting. So if I wasn't confident, how would executive leadership really take in what I was presenting? At the recommendation of my manager and encouragement of colleagues, I joined Toastmasters. My company has a chapter that is really helping develop from a personal development perspective in communication. I decided to be a guest at one of the meetings. And as I got comfortable and started really understanding what the purpose of Toastmasters was, I became more active. I joined to build self-confidence as well as reduce my filler words. I say a lot of ums and ahs and really trying to reduce them and making my message more impactful. I didn't realize that that communication development opportunity for me fueled my passions for speaking and being able to make an impact to others. I became a competitive speaker, so I am now an award-winning motivational speaker. I didn't realize that that was in me until I was in Toastmasters. I was I went up to the division level in, in the international speech contest, and it just blew up from there. And now I'm doing podcasts. I'm writing a book. I am doing all sorts, and I'm now an entrepreneur. I am a, a mindset coach, and. It is an unbelievable experience for me that all resulted from being in Toastmasters. I mean, there's a lot more to it, but Toastmasters really helped me gain that momentum and that self-confidence to do what I want from a passion perspective. And I was able to be more impactful in my profession as a project manager with presenting to leadership. Mm -hmm. Wow, isn't it, it's kind of crazy how these one little pivotal decision that you make that you think is no big deal. I'll just go sit there. Yes. I'll be a guest. It's fine. <laughs> and then it just changes everything about your life. That is so impressive. Yeah, because I was following you on social media and you know, you're winning this contest and then you win that contest. I'm like, holy cow, she's amazing. <laughs> wow. I didn't oh, realize I had it in me until... I did it. And it was something that was out of my comfort zone. And nobody, you know, everybody was encouraging me because they're like, you have the talent, you have the passion, you have a message, go go for it. (laughs) And so I did. Mm -hmm. What would you, what would you say like the top, maybe two or three things that you did that really helped you kind of get over the hump of lacking confidence and being able to do that? Because I think public speaking is one of the most challenging things that I've heard people struggle with. Um, some people compare it to, I'd you know, much rather go through surgery or any other thing than having to do a speech. So what do you think helped you the most? For me, it was speaking about things I was passionate about. A lot of times when you're presenting in a, a corporate environment, you're presenting what you know what, what, your, what your knowledge is and what you're presenting from a professional perspective. In a personal perspective, it's what you're passionate about, what message, what, what you want to bring awareness to, what, what really ignites you. 
And that's where I started being more vocal because I know I have a gift of voice and I know I have a message to speak. And if I can be more impactful and change other people's lives, I'll do it. So that's, that's what actually got me fueled as that's, that's what inspired me is to see the, what I've done to overcome, especially imposter syndrome, overcome that lack of self confidence and the self-doubt that I had in me. Sometimes it is in my head. Sometimes it is what, sometimes what people tell me as feedback that I take internally. And I just take that. And instead of wallowing in my own self-doubt, I take action to make it a more positive impact. Oh my gosh. I love all that. Yeah. Cause taking action makes all of that kind of just go back and, you know, in the recesses of your brain somewhere and just kind of hides out and waits for the next moment where you don't feel confident and then it shows up again. But I think that's great. Right. Is there a certain, so you talked about in, imposter syndrome. Is there a certain one that for you shows up more than others? A lot. <laughs> There's a lot of mixture. I, I, I did read or I did listen to your uh, episode six and I resonated with all of those. <laughs> one thing that really popped out at me was internalizing challenges and failures uh, as I'm coming out with a book that is speaks that is speaking to imposter syndrome. I don't want to reveal everything, but going through the journey of taking the PMP exam, the professional project management professional certification exam. That's one of the toughest certification exams ever in IT. And I was looking at mentors to help me through that. There was a track that all mentors that I had given me was self-study. Here are the books that you should be reading. Here's the way to do practice exams. And if you feel comfortable, go ahead and do it. I failed twice. And throughout that journey, it was like, okay, what's going on with me? And that's where I, I had learned and breathed and and practiced project management for so many years. And so I knew the material back and forth. But why couldn't I pass this exam? I had to really dig deep internally and assess my learning style, my learning environment, and my confidence and what I can do. And I really determined that I shouldn't care about what others did to pass the exam because I did compare myself to others. A lot of colleagues I spoke with had passed on the first try doing this, 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 and this. But when I did this, 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 and this, it didn't happen. And the second time I tried working through the areas that I did poorly in and just really focused on that, and I still failed. So at that point, I took a break. Because I was like, what, what was going on with me? I, I, couldn't, I couldn't get this. What happened for me is I let go of all that negativity. I let go of comparing myself to others. And I said, you know what? I learn by, uh, through others. And I took a boot camp class. I said, okay, I'll learn from others. I'll learn from an instructor. I needed that more of that interaction versus looking at a one-liner response of why I got a response wrong. I really needed that interaction to have that light bulb click in me to say, okay, this is the reason why this is incorrect because standardized tests, 
it's also about strategy. Sometimes you can know the material, but standardized tests are tough for a reason. It's more how to navigate around the trickiness of responses and trying to determine which responses, because a lot of responses are similar to each other. And I happen to pick the long one <laughs> and then going back and learning what, uh, going through what I've done in the past exams, I went back and since I didn't have self-confidence, I changed answers that were actually correct. And I didn't realize it. And so, because we did have the opportunity. So I ended up getting it incorrect. Whereas the third try, when I took the boot camp class, I gained more confidence. I was able to interact with the instructor, with my peers and say, okay, you know, th- this is it. And we practice a lot more and the light bulb clicked. So the third time that I took the exam, I breezed through it without issues. Like I even, I was even, I, I even finished early and I didn't realize that I had more time left. Whereas last two times I ran out of time. I didn't go back and change my answers, and I just hovered over the end button thinking, okay, this is it, this is it. And I hit the submit button, and I passed. <laughs> and the results came, and I t- totally passed. And that's what really got me to overcome it, is to really get those strategies of not comparing myself to others, really gaining my self-confidence through others by interacting more and getting the comfort level that I was in. And then my learning style, I shouldn't, I shouldn't go on the basis of that. Everybody did this. So if I did this and I failed, then I'm a complete failure. And that's the mantra that I was going through throughout this whole journey. Yeah. I mean, it's just, um, it's a great story to talk about because I think it shows resilience. Like you didn't give up. And it also shows that you trusted yourself, like you knew your own learning style, you knew the environment you needed to be in. It reminds me a little bit of um, a quick story about my daughter. So she took the SHRM HR exam, which is notoriously hard as well. And uh, a lot of people do not pass on the first time. And her style is to create like index cards and study index cards. So the entire family was helping her study for this exam. We all knew the the information for the exam. And, um, and she passed the first time, but she did not do it, I think, the way that others might have done it, which is, you know, studying the book and all that kind of stuff. That just doesn't work for her. So she knows that about herself. So I was so proud of her for being able to trust herself and do what she thought was the right thing to do. And it worked. And I think in your story, same thing. So I think that's a great message for anyone who might have to do standardized tests of any sort, (laughs) (laughs) young or old. (laughs) And after the second time, my mentor was like, Gail, it's you. I'm sorry, but it's you. I mean, you know, you know the material, Uh, you know, there's so much I, you know, there's so much I could tell you to do, but it's really your self-confidence. And that's something that he couldn't help me with. And that's where I determined, okay, I really need to dig deep, really do some soul searching. What works for me as an individual, I was able to overcome that. Yeah. I mean, what I've learned is I think everybody thinks you have to have confidence in order to take action. It's actually the opposite. Taking those actions, even though they're small, they may not feel really big, builds self-confidence pretty quickly for people. And then you can start to do it. So Well, that's amazing. I'm so proud of you for passing. I know that's a really tough (laughs) exam (laughs) from our past life. I know how many people were trying to do that. 
Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so I would love to hear who are the people that you work with as a mindset coach and what are some of the challenges that they bring to you? The people I work with are women who are professionals or who have really mind and wellness as a commitment. They, you know, there's, there's a lot of women who are professionals and they experience the same challenges that I have, you know, being visible because they are in a new role and they're not sure if they can meet the expectations of that role or they are restructured into new leadership and they are trying to prove themselves. Otherwise there's negative consequences. And there's others who are very unfulfilled in their life and they think that they they, they want to do things in their life, but they are holding back for some reason and just trying to help them define that and redefine their goals in order to get there is what I help with. A lot of, yeah, especially That's mental amazing. health and emotional health nowadays, whether it's an, as an individual or in the corporate uh, or work setting, it's one of the most critical things to have um, from a health perspective. And a lot of times we are not successful because we stop ourselves or negative feedback or negative language, as you mentioned in your episode six of uh, uh, your podcast, that people are being told that they can't do things and they hold that personally. And that stops them. Whereas I help them overcome that, document their goals, reassess what they think the goal is, reassess what they think path, you know, the path to get to their goals are, and then take actionable item, take action on that. Because sometimes we have goals that we think, okay, if I do this, this, and this, I'll get there. But as we know in life, there's so many ways to get to a goal. And there's times that we have to redefine that in order to move forward. And sometimes we just need that push. So those are the people that I know. Wow. You know, all the things that you just said there, I think are really impactful in terms of like uh, comparison, which I think so many people operate in comparison, especially with social media, really easy to get like hung up on what everybody else is doing. And uh, you know, one of the episodes that just came out yesterday was about trusting yourself. And I think that is something that I'm realizing more and more. Um, it took me a long time to get there to trust myself. Um, but I think that happens for everybody, no matter, you know, what level you are in an organization, um, whether you're a man or a woman, I think it, it impacts everybody differently. But uh, the reason I love the redefine word is because every day you get to make a choice and you're helping them make the choice to what do you want to what do you want to be? Who do you want to be now? You don't have to worry about what happened before. And I think that's so impactful for them. I'm sure that they love that and can actually take action and move forward. Okay. So let's hear a little bit about this book that you have coming out. So share the title, um, how you got involved in the process of writing this book and, or being a part of this book and um, when it's coming out. 
I um, I did take a, an advanced speaking class uh, in addition to being part of Toastmasters because I wanted to take my speaking to the next level. Networking is a huge, huge positive impact on where I'm at today. As I had attended the class, I networked with so many amazing women and who have done amazing things as well. And the opportunity to be an author as part of a book anthology series came up. The title is called Inspirational Women Professionals Who Boss Up. And it is part of a Women Who Boss Up series. And each of us, I'm one of 16 women who tell our stories of challenges and how we overcome them. I speak of imposter syndrome and I speak about the, the exam challenges that I had and how I overcame them. And it is an impactful book. It's just so many amazing women. I, I, I feel that I am very honored to be part of that elite group of women. And I ended up becoming part of a tribe because we all support each other in our efforts and our endeavors. And it's really great to have a tribe behind you. I mean, self-confidence is a great thing to have, but if you have a tribe behind you that helps you and really supports you and builds you up, you, you can go farther. So there, there's the book will be coming out over the holidays on Amazon as an ebook, and I will be offering it through my website, the printed copies uh, after the holidays. So you can get it on gailmariel.com and uh, I could definitely sign a copy for you if you want. <laughs> well, definitely. I mean, so the cool thing about Gail is we don't live too far apart from each other. So <laughs> we could actually, you know, meet in person and do that. Uh, that would be amazing. Uh, what has that experience been like for you to be part of a book, to become an author? Uh, it brings a whole nother level of visibility to all the other things yes. that you're doing. So how has that been for you? It's It's been amazing. It's It's totally been an amazing experience. When I was younger, I wanted to be a writer. When I was younger, I wanted to be a speaker. <laughs> For those who know me and knew me from when I, the younger days, uh, my first profession that I wanted to be was a fashion model. Second was a Yes. Second was a broadcast journalist. I wasn't able, there was no, no room. Unfortunately, the, the landscape uh, back then for fashion modeling wasn't diverse as it is now. And I needed to get into a profession that would fit me a lot, you know, a lot better. Fueling my passions after raising a child and getting back into things, uh, you know, it just totally fueled it. I, I have a 20-year-old son who's in college now. He's in aviation. He's a pilot. And he plays Division II baseball as well. Very, very proud of him. I was thinking about my next steps after him graduating from high school and him going on his own and going into to college. I really wanted to get back into writing, and I love to read as well and speak. So that was something that fueled me in order for me to gain that momentum. And again, tribe, you know, a lot of people who are behind me saying, go for it. And even 
just telling myself, okay, you know what? I could do this. I'll try. I've seen so many coaches out there. I've seen so many speakers and so many authors out there. Let's do this. And I've been blogging over the past few years. I was a blogger for Limit DNE, which was a startup of a coaching startup for women in STEM. And that's where I really got the momentum of writing what I'm passionate about from my experiences uh, in the workplace, as well as experiences as an Asian American and uh, my experiences uh, in my personal life and personal challenges. So it is is great to have that platform now in terms of being able to have a voice because I, I'm going to keep saying it. I know I have a voice and I want to use all platforms that I can to really inspire others and know that they're not alone and I can definitely relate. <laughs> so that's something that, you know, being inspiring and empowering, especially to women, will help them get out of that shell and help them move forward in life and being able to be successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, what I was thinking about when you were saying that is that it's about, at the time, you didn't have role models for the things that you wanted to do. And maybe you're now being that person for them, right? So you're showing what's possible. You can be an author, you can be a speaker, and you might actually, you know, get on TV with some of the things that you want to do. It's, you know, who knows what happens, right? So <laughs> maybe you have your own show, Gail. You don't even have to worry about getting on someone else's show. You just create your own. Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh. Well, so I just have to ask, uh, how is it, for you, with your son going out, um, has it been a big change for you not having him home? And as a parent, I know that's a big, big shift. Yes. Uh, since he was my only, he is my only child, it was a very, very tough transition. My husband, on the other hand, was like, you're good. We're good. <laughs> Let's do other things. But for me, Raising an only child is really the transition point for me at that time. To share, one of the things that caused me to have imposter syndrome early on was when in 2003, when my son was just about a year old, I was weaning him off nursing and we gave him a four ounce bottle of regular milk. Didn't know, no indications of any food allergies. And after giving him that milk, he ended up having, going into anaphylactic shock. Oh. And I, we almost lost him. And that was like the turning point. Like for me, it was, you know, what did I do? You know, what kind of mom and I, to, what kind of mom was I to give this to him? You know, should I have spoken to the pediatrician more? Should we have waited? You know, all, all that, all those negative thoughts in my mind, mm-hmm. especially with me being pregnant with him for nine months, was there something that I ate or drank that caused him to have of course. allergy? And it was, that was what was going through our mind as we were going through this medical crisis, you know, especially trying to keep him alive. And luckily I was able to give him Benadryl before we left. And it was a seven minute car ride to the hospital, to the ER. So you can imagine that the thoughts that were going through my mind throughout that whole process of self-doubt with me. I mean, I first time mm-hmm. being a mom, what was, you know, I don't, I wasn't, really well-versed in all of this. And at the time, food allergies wasn't a thing. 
You know, mm-hmm. everyone was still learning about it. There were no, there were, there were no uh, organic options at the time or plant-based options at the time. And, you know, the, the, the studies of people with food allergies wasn't as prominent as it is now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh my gosh. How scary. Yeah, so overcoming that, having to overcome that and having him face the world <laughs> as an adult. I mean, luckily I stay, I kept him alive for 18 years. <laughs> having him go out into the world and, you know, having him know what's out there and being having him being able to learn on his own and have his own safety precautions was something that I really needed to let go because I couldn't, you know, there was, that was a situation I couldn't control. I, you know, I let him go, but that part of me, that mom part of me was like, that's my baby. You know, of course (laughs) there was nothing that I could do to, to really have him to protect him from that type of danger. Uh, nowadays, it's great that there's plant-based options. There's a lot more options for him. A lot of restaurants are accommodating people with food allergies. So it is, I, I feel more comfortable and I feel more comfortable that that we educated him to be able to advocate for himself mm-hmm. as he goes out into the world. And he has his epipen too. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> oh my gosh. How yeah, scary. It's just, it's just, Friends do know how to use that. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm good. good. <laughs> yeah, my so husband's allergic to bees. So we have the EpiPen as well. Um, so okay. I totally understand that. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, how scary for you, especially at his young age and being a first time mom. And oh, yes, I, I definitely went through my own challenges with that, Gail. So you're in good company. There's many of us who had um, situations where we beat ourselves up and said, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? Why didn't I know that? Um, but you've done an amazing job. He's a pilot and playing baseball and he's doing great things. So, um, and I love that you took that opportunity for yourself to Mm -hmm. really do the things that you've always wanted to do. So I think that's a really good message for anyone else who might be going through this challenge of sending children off to school and not having them home. Um, this is an opportunity for you to look at yourself and say, what is it you want to do? And I don't know that everybody thinks about it that way. So I love that. Thank you. Okay, so we're going to transition into what I call the Rise Up and Be Visible quick tips. So I'm going to ask you four questions. Uh, The first one, visibility is, and fill in the blank. Visibility is making a positive impact by showcasing your skills and talent and shining your personal brand. Visibility to me is the impact and impression that you leave to others because of your actions. Mm-hmm. So important too, right? To think about that, be a little strategic about it, but also exactly. think about what is it that you want to leave with others mm-hmm. after you have a conversation or even on social media? What do you want them to take away? I love that. Uh, do you have advice or a tip that you could share with the listeners on what you have done to be visible? I had said it before earlier in our, our broadcast, but having a tribe behind you having a lot of mentors. I, earlier in my career, I thought that I could do everything on my own. And that was to me simply not true. Having mentors really helps you gain that visibility 
gain that guidance in order to be visible and navigate the political landscapes, the corporate landscapes, or even, you know, the, the life challenges that everyone faces. So I think having a tribe behind you would totally help. The other thing that I say is be impactful through your authenticity. If you're authentic and if you're, you're genuine and you show that to others, they will, you will leave a better impact to them in your words and your actions. I love the first one um, because I think you and I came from a similar generation where uh, we were brought up to do everything on our own and you don't need to ask for help. That looks weak if you do that. So Mm -hmm. um, I think both of us had to learn that lesson that it's a really great thing to involve others, to have them help us. We can move so much faster. Um, I definitely had to learn that one the hard way <laughs> and I wish I would have learned it sooner. So everyone uh, learn from Gail on this one because it's it's such a big, big thing. And of course, I'm a true uh, believer in authenticity at all times. If, if in any way that can help people connect with you in a bigger way, yeah. um, sense that you're genuine, because uh, otherwise they don't believe you, you. and uh, it's just not going to be as impactful. So I love that too. Okay, what is the one piece of leadership or career advice that you receive that helps you the most? I would say the same thing. It would it would be more be authentic, be your own advocate, as well as have mentors. Mentors are a big, big thing. That was a I think that's what I loved about craft. There was a lot of people who were there to mentor you or you know to help you along the way. Um, I I think made such a difference for me um, along my career for sure. So I love mentoring and any time I can help another company do that. um, uh, I put that into a company that I'm working with. I said, you guys need a mentoring program. (laughs) You don't have that. It's such a great thing. You guys need that. So that's what we did. Very full. Okay. So what book have you read recently that you love and would recommend? As I'm an entrepreneur and, and really trying to understand and navigate the the challenges and ups and downs of owning your own business. I am reading The E-Myth Revisited by Michael E. Gerber. I love the way he puts things into perspective in real terms and real situations that helps resonate with me and what I've seen in companies today and how they got from point A to point B and how they got visible as a company. And sometimes Companies get visible starting really, really small and becoming an empire. And that book helps me put things into perspective and really helps me understand where I want to go and how I want to get there. And that's that's really, that's something that I'm working on right now. Mm -hmm. I love that book. I read that too early on when I started my business too. It was recommended to me as well. And I think it it helps you think about your business in different ways. Like, what do you want to do with it? What's your long-term plan? And at that moment, I was just like, I don't really know. <laughs> at that moment, I have no idea what I want to do, right? I'm just trying to figure it out day to day. But uh, yeah, it definitely gave me a lot of ideas, uh, which I loved. So um, that's a great recommendation. Okay. So if anyone wants to reach out to you, where would you like them to reach out to you and connect with you, Gail? I am on several social media platforms. I'm on LinkedIn. I am on Facebook under Success Redefined, 
And you can reach me on uh, my website, www.gailmariel.com. And I'm also on Clubhouse as well. Mm, nice. Excellent. Clubhouse would be great for you for sure. Yeah. yeah. There's <laughs> yeah. another platform. I don't know if you've heard about it called Wisdom. Have you heard of that one? No. You no. should try no. Wisdom. I think you'd be great at that. Um, it's like uh, doing audio answers to questions that people ask you. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Check it out. It's it's been pretty cool. I know some people who've gotten some clients uh, by just speaking about what they love to talk about. So great. it could be kind of cool for you as a speaker and an author now. Uh, so re um, like tell me again the name of the book so that we can make sure everybody hears it and goes and gets it uh, as soon as it comes out. <laughs> sure, inspirational. No, I'm sorry. Inspiring women professionals who boss up. It's coming out on e- on Amazon as an ebook over the holidays, but it will be out on print for those who still love a hard paper copy <laughs> in their hands after the holidays through my website. Yay! Uh, so so cool. I'm so happy Yay. for you. And I just have to say, like I have known Gail for a really long time, and. I know all of you are just meeting her, but she has come such a long way. I just, it's so fun to watch how she's grown and changed and developed. And now she's taking what she's learned and helping everyone else. So, so, so proud of you, Gail, and all of the things that you're doing. And any way I can help you, you know, I'm always here. So love it. Definitely. Thank you so much. I appreciate the, the kind words. Of course. All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining today on the Visibility Factor podcast. We'll catch you on the next one. Thanks so much for listening to the Visibility Factor podcast. Remember that visibility starts with small steps that are intentional and consistent each day. Be bold, be visible, be the leader you were meant to be. Find us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all of our social media platforms, which are highlighted in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Visibility Factor Podcast.